Yo. What's going on? What's up, man? You hear me okay? Yeah. Loud and clear. Perfect. 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 All right. So I say we just jump right into this. Yeah. Um, so this is the first podcast we're doing um, brought to you by Ball Diary. Yeah. Um, this is Ray. You can follow me at NBA on Twitter. And I'm joined by Danny. You can follow him at, you want to say your Twitter yeah, name? Because I know I'm going to mess it up. No, no. I'm Daniel. Follow me uh, on, you know, Instagram, Twitter, uh, at base underscore Dan. So it's base underscore Dan. Um, and for all your NBA news from there. So what's going on today, Ray? Nothing, man. I'm just, I fell down my bracket. I have it up right now. So we're going to do a bracket breakdown for everyone today. We're going to talk about just some tips on how to fill out your bracket, what to look for, what not to do, stay away from. We're going to talk about, you know, a couple of players that we're going to keep an eye out on. Um, talk about bracket busters, teams that can completely mess up your bracket. And then we'll just go from there, kind of just go with the flow and, you know, see where the conversation yeah, goes. But I'm um, definitely – so let's let's start off with teams that should have made the tournament that didn't. Who were you surprised that oh. uh, didn't get in? You know, it, it's kind of interesting when you have a team like Oklahoma who's eight of the last ten, I heard. Uh, They're 4-11 and 11 in their last 15. Yeah, I mean, my goodness. And there's teams like Oklahoma State who is, you know, itching to get in. Teams like USC – which my, mm-hmm. is mind-boggling that they didn't get in. They made it all the way to the Pac, uh, Pac-12 championship game, um, and they've beaten a lot of the top-ranked teams in the Pac-12. Uh, that was very shocking to me. And then I would actually, you know, y- you feel bad for the teams that grinded it out all season, kind of like the mid-conference, mid-power teams, like a middle Tennessee state. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they are on my watch to be an upset team. You know, even if they got like a 15 or a, a 14 or 13 seed, they were a team that when they got in, Nick King, senior uh, senior guard forward, was going to take over. So, you know, I, my heart goes out to them as well. What about you, Ray? What do you think? Me, to be honest, there was Nebraska, I think, should have got in. Um, yeah. I mean, they played in the Big Ten Conference. They won 13 games in their conference. Mm-hmm. They And honestly, like, just the, from the eye test, like, watching them play, like, they're definitely a tournament team. Oh, yeah. And I think they should have gotten over uh, Oklahoma. But, of course, Oklahoma got the net cause, just because of Trey Young, and, and that's who people want to see. Um, yeah. Missouri, as much as I love Michael Porter, and I'm so excited to watch him play, I don't think they should have gotten. I don't think their team is good. I think they're just relying on him to potentially take over and, and give them a storyline, um, which I'm completely crazy. down for, you know, because I, I want to yeah. see that guy play. Absolutely. Um, the, the other team I had, St. Mary's. Okay. Oh yeah. Saint yeah. Yep. So Saint Saint Mary's. Um, I'll tell you, they were sixteen and two in their conference, mind you. Um, they're um, they played in Gonzaga's conference. Gonzaga obviously won the conference, but just from yeah. watching them play, sixteen mm-hmm. to twenty eight and five overall. I mean, just watching them play, awesome record, yeah. Ve- yeah. Veteran team. They have the record. They might have not had a very strong strength of schedule. They might have not played that many good teams, but. You know that's a type of team that can get into the tournament. They're veterans. They've been there before. They can give teams trouble. I think they should have got yeah. it. I was honestly surprised and, more than anyone that they didn't get in. And, of course, you know, St. Mary's, they 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 play well. They play a slowed-down style. You mm-hmm. know, I wrote about uh, one of my favorite players in the country was from St. Mary's and Jock Landale. That uh, big man, yeah. Seven-foot Australian. Yeah, seven-foot Australian. Of course, they go Aussie, Aussie, Aussie over in St. Mary's. <laughs> Uh, but he's, you know, a 21 and 10, 21 and 12 type guy on any given night, and he could have caused problems, you know? So 
I'm surprised they didn't get in. And like I said, Nebraska was another good one. And, and they were, they were a tough big 10 team. Yeah, man. You know, it's just, you know, what's weird though. Like St. Mary's literally always has a team full of Australian players. Yeah. <laughs> they, Della, they, they yeah. literally just recruit yeah. Australia and, and get the best players from there. Della Dova. I think Patty Mills was from St. Mary's too, wasn't Patty he? Mills. Yeah. Yeah. And they had a couple other guys. I know they had like the big man. They had an older big man, Omar they, Sanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember him too. Well. He played with Della Dova. And the funny thing is, yeah, I have a few uh, colleagues who I work with. They they, go, they went to St. Mary's, and they're like, yeah, a lot of them are like Aussie, Aussie, Aussie over there. So it's crazy. Big time, yeah. Yeah, uh, so I was surprised so, they didn't make it. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? The committee screws it up every year. They and, do. And there's always a team who who's so dominant in the NIT that they're like, why are we even in this NIT? Why do we even want to play in the NIT? So exactly. you, know, you get that every year. It's not a shock. But this year, to me, I feel like it was one of the worst seeding years. When it comes I think to, it was. If you look at it. Like, you're putting Mizzou at an eight seed. Okay. Uh, yeah. Who, who else we got here? Um, West Virginia was a five. Yeah. Yeah. West Virginia is a five. They put uh, Kentucky at a five seed as well. The seeding, to me, this year wasn't as great, and the selection wasn't as great as well. But, you know, it's hard, man. What are you going to do, right? Exactly. And, I mean, regardless, they mess it up every single year. Um, But the tournament always ends up being phenomenal. So, I mean, I'm not going to complain about it. It sucks for those teams because some teams deserve it. But, I mean, every year we're going to have a couple teams that don't get in that deserve it, and that's just how it's always going to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 100 teams realistically yeah um exactly so let's let's talk about a couple of players that you have your eye on who are you really you know wanting to watch who do you think can really make some noise in this tournament you know what you got your deandre ayton's you have your trey youngs mm-hmm. but kentucky squad okay <laughs> yeah uh, stefan Gil- gilgius alexander my goodness yeah. this guy this kid took over uh the sec tournament and he mm-hmm. was balling. He's someone I'm watching for, even against Davidson, which we'll talk about that later on as being, you know, a team we could sleep on. But this team, Kentucky, this isn't the most loaded Kentucky team we've seen from Calipari, but they remind me of the team, uh, I believe it was 2014, that got all the way to the championship game, underperformed pretty much the whole season. They, I mean, at one point, this Kentucky team was number one in the nation. They kind of underperformed. And then when you get to the tournament, talent can beat other teams. They have pure talent on the team roster. Their whole roster is full of talent uh, with Knox and Gilgis Alexander. This kid goes Diallo and Vanderbilt. I mean, they got got a bunch of five-star guys. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. This team reminds me of that 2014 team led by Julius Randle, James It was the Harrison Twins, uh, right? Harrison Twins. Yeah, yeah. Alex Poitras. They had so much Mm -hmm. talent. And they're like, okay, well, Kentucky's an eight seed. They might even lose in the first round. Uh, hello, they're still Kentucky. They still get the five-star recruits, and they still have Coach Cal, who's a top five coach in the nation, I'd say, uh, taking you all the way to the ship. So that's that's a player I'm looking for. What about you? To be honest with you, so he's only one of If I redid my mock draft, he'd be a lot higher than where I have him. I had him, I think, around 17 or 18. I think if he has oh, a wow. good – yeah, if he has a good – and I think that's pretty decent, but if he has a good tournament yeah. run – um, with his size, he's six six. He can handle the ball. He can play point. He attacks the rim. He might go top fourteen. He might be a lottery pick. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, he could there's be. there's one guy that I think can make a lot of noise. He's from a smaller school, South Dakota State. Mike mm-hmm. Dom. He's a junior, six nine, big man. So just Mike Dom, yeah. I see him right here. Yeah. 
Okay, listen to this. So, players who have averaged at least 23 points, 10 rebounds, and shot at least 40% from three in the last 20 years, Durant and him, that's it. <laughs> so, wow. th- this guy could wow. play. I think last year he averaged around 25 points a game. He can shoot mm-hmm. the three. He goes to the free throw line a lot, which is good. So, when his shot's off, he can go down low, bang down low, get, it, get people into foul yep. trouble. Um, yep. And then, so I have South Dakota State as one of my sleepers. And then... One guy who's like kind of an honorable mention is the one guy we mentioned earlier, Demarcus Simmons from Georgia State, who's a 15 seed. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So this guy fills up the stat sheet, almost 21 points a game, six rebounds. He gives you four assists, almost two steals a game. So Cincinnati, personally, I've seen him play. I like Cincinnati usually. I don't think they're that good to be a two seed. And if someone could lose, a two seed could lose. I think Georgia State could beat these guys because they play tough. They're well coached, as we saw. I yep. remember that team they had with RJ Hunter. Um, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they'll give them. Yeah. I think they'll give them a. T- yeah. And uh, players I'm looking for another couple that are kind of like sleepers, but they're playing each other. Uh, it's a playing game uh, between UCLA and St. Bonaventure. I mm. mean, the Bonnies are looking like a nice little dark horse team. They're looking like a Sweet 16 team that you can get in. They can beat if they beat UCLA. They can beat Florida. You know they can do that kind of stuff. Jalen Adams and Matt Mobley. That backcourt is mm-hmm. nasty. I know they can flat out ball. They can shoot it. They can get to the rack and they play defense. Um, there are a couple players I'm looking at. Um, and then from UCLA, uh, Aaron Holiday. 100. Aaron Holiday. He's, <laughs> he's someone you he can torch it. He can he can light it up. And then you got. A uh, guy like Chris Wilkes, who came into the season potentially as a what a top ten to top twelve pick, kind of slid down because yeah. UCLA kind of underperformed, but can still be an effective player. And then um, Jalen Hands, of course, Jalen Hands, he's an electrifying point guard as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, can really play, he can distribute. So that matchup, that eleven seed matchup, is a potential Sweet Sixteen for either team, St. Bonaventure or uh, UCLA. I agree one so hundred. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. I mean. You know, besides those kind of sleeper guys, I mean, the top guys, who are you most – I think, for oh, me yeah. personally, it's DeAndre Ayton. Like, this dude yeah. is an alien, bro. I, I haven't seen yeah. – <laughs> like, I haven't seen a big man like He's him big, in a man. long time. Like, yeah. I don't want to go out on a limb and say it, but I think this guy's potential to be a better version of Embiid when he gets to the NBA. Wow. I think he's that you good. Know, he I, has all the skills. He, he could shoot from outside. Yeah. Um, he's mm-hmm. built like a tank, and he's like a teenager. Yeah. And I yeah. think he's more athletic than Embiid is. Yeah. So, I mean, without the injuries as well, he, uh, you know, Embiid kind of had those lingering injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, Aiton reminds me, they, uh, you know, I've read scholar reports of him being kind of more athletic. I mean, don't discredit his athleticism, <laughs> yeah. but like a David Robinson. Uh, oh, I know. Like a David Robinson <laughs> type center. Big, strong. You know, he could bang down low. He could play a little finesse ball. But when he gets the ball, it's like, automatic quote. it's just he just uh, makes people look like children on tv like when you watch him on tv yeah. like he stands out so much it's ridiculous yeah those those nike fitted jerseys uh, a little too fitted on him but exactly you know, that, he, that, looks like a, he looks like superman it's even worse it's like he looks like yeah. yeah he looks like a superhero man yeah um another guy my favorite personal favorite college player in the country uh miles bridges from michigan state i mean this yeah, guy michigan state like, yeah he can score he can do it all and the, the thing is, you know, people criticize him for staying another year, but when you got Izzo as your coach, and even Izzo was pushing him, he was like, hey, man, go. He did <laughs> tell him make, that, yeah. You want to make money, you want to play the highest level, go ahead. But, you know, he averaged around 17, um, and then, you know, he could shoot it, he can get to the rim. He reminds you kind of like a, a like, like a LeBron-esque 
type, Michael Beasley type college player. Uh, no, I agree. He Let has me that ask... LeBron body. He has that like LeBron style body, and he he has that. You know, he's left handed just like Michael Beasley. He has that kind of game to him. You know. I agree. Let me ask you this. Um, hmm. Looking forward a little bit um, to the draft. Who do you like better, Michael or or Miles? Miles. You like Miles better? More than you developed think his... game. I think he has so... more. De- I think that's why he stayed. Uh, more developed game. Um, and he, he last year he took he single handedly was winning games for Michigan State. Uh, not taken away from anyone else on that team, but he was the engine that made him go. Like he could have. They played Kansas. I know at one point the game was pretty close, but the, the, he was manhandling these guys yeah. at the three-four position. I can't wait till he gets to the league. I'm I, to me, whoever gets uh, Miles Bridges is gonna get a. I don't know if he's gonna be a superstar, but he's gonna be a star. He's gonna be a, a shining player. Okay, I see. I don't. I love Miles Bridges. I love Michigan State guys. I love Tom Izzo coach guys. Um, I think yeah. they they translate to the NBA well because of the way they're coached. I think Miles Bridges has a higher ceiling than Michael, but I think Michael has a higher floor than Miles. You get what I mean? Okay. So I think My- yeah. I think Michael is ready to come into the NBA to contribute. He shoots the three well. He shoots over forty percent. He's long. He's got I think like a seven foot wingspan. He's six seven. He yeah. plays defense, and he's also very well coached. Um, Michael mm-hmm. just has that athleticism that he doesn't have. And that strength mm-hmm. that if he develops a consistent jumper, he could be a scary player, especially with the way the NBA yeah. is now um, with tweeners mm-hmm. being really valued. He'd fit perfectly yeah. at the three, four slot. You know, there's, so, you know, obviously we're not talking about players like, you know, from Duke, like Bagley or of even course. Devontae Graham from uh, Kansas. He's a beast too. That I like him. Take over. He reminds, I mean, he plays, he's obviously a different type of player than Frank Mason, but if you have watched Frank yeah. Mason this year, he was slept on because of his size, but, He's such a yeah. smart basketball player. Like, he does nothing but help your team. Like, he comes in for the Kings yeah. off the bench, and he plays well. So, guys from Kansas, oh, four-year yeah. guys, like, you can't really go wrong on those guys. Like, they're winners yeah, their can. whole careers, especially at Kansas. They understand yeah. what it takes to win, and they just bring yeah. great IQ yeah. for the game. So, I love I love guards from Kansas, especially guys that have been there for oh, three, I... four years. Exactly. You know, uh, Bill Self has a, has a way with his guards, you know, anywhere from Mario Chalmers to yeah. – all the way to Frank Mason. So, yeah, you got a point there. All right. So, let's talk about teams that can completely bust your bracket. Who you have that you <laughs> think can completely just ruin everybody's bracket? Oh, my goodness. See, this is where it gets interesting. You got some matchups. Uh, I'm not like, you know, every year you look at the matchup, like, all right, is there going to be a team that's going to be like Florida Gulf Coast? Uh, to me, I thought it was going to be Middle Tennessee State, but unfortunately, they didn't get in. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, the matchup I'm looking for, I like Stephen F. Austin. Um, mm-hmm. but they, they've done it before in the past. They have, they yeah. They've in the tournament ranked, you know, 13, 14 uh, in the seeding, and they always upset first round. I, I'm liking them over Texas Tech team. To me, I feel like it was slightly overrated um, in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they finished second, 24-9, but I, I'm, I'm liking the Stephen F. Stephen F. Austin team. Interesting. Okay, so the team I think can completely ruin the bracket, Marshall. Okay. Really? Yeah. So they're 13 seed, and every okay. time, every time March Madness comes around, I always try to find a team that's you know just weird or has something to them that I feel like yeah. they can make a run. So this team, they're coached by Mike D'Antoni's older brother. Okay, so that kind of mm-hmm. gives you an idea of the style of basketball they play. They chuck mm-hmm. a lot of threes. 
They have two guards that average almost 20 points a game. One of them does. One of them is at like 19.5. They have a third option who's like 15, eight rebounds. One of their big men. Um, I think his name is Gerard West. Um, mm-hmm. But a team like that, especially in college basketball, you have two great guards that can take you a long way. And especially the fact that they launch a lot of threes. I know in their conference, they're um, first and threes attempted and second and threes made. If the team like that gets hot and they're playing um, Wichita State, who hasn't looked that good this year, they can make some noise. And I think they could go on and they can beat a West Virginia or a Murray State if they just continue to make shots, obviously. I love that. I love uh, the guard play from them. And, yes, they, they do have some shooters. But come on, you can't. To me, you can't bet against a Greg Marshall coach team in the tournament. It's so hard to go against. It is. I know. (laughs) I know. He lacks the talent, or even when he does have talent, whatever it is, they grind it out. Uh, They went fourteen and four in the AAC, which is you know pretty pretty damn good. Uh, But you you can't go against a Greg Marshall team. It's tough. I mean, it's honestly, I don't want to. Shamet was pretty good. Shamet was good, man. He averaged about fifteen and five. He's not. Fred Van Vliet, but he got it done. But he's he's he's. You know I mean, mean, he's gonna get drafted. He's like yeah. a, a late first round pick, I and mean, he could play. But you know what it is? Like yeah. there was two teams. It was Marshall that I saw just because of the way they play. The, they're coached by Dan Tony's brother. I don't know why that's so intriguing to me. Um, yeah. but they they <laughs> I, I, like worst case scenario, they're gonna come into the game and they're just gonna launch three pointers. And if they go in and they start to build a lead, you've seen in March Madness, if they start to build lead and the teams that are favored to win Moment fall down. behind they crumble, right? We've momentum, see, yeah. yeah, we've seen it happen all the time. They crumble. The other team I have, yeah. which is, I mean, it's a 15 seed, Georgia State against Cincinnati. And the reason I have Georgia yeah. State is because, one, I don't think Cincinnati's that good. Um, mm-hmm. And Georgia State is very well coached. We've seen them do it before in the tournament when R.J. Hunter hit that big three. Um, uh-huh. And they have a guard, DeMarcus Simmons, like I mentioned. He's one of the players I'm watching who can fill it up, and he can take over a game. So he, by himself, can make the game interesting. I'm not too confident that they'll win, but I think that game right there, um, I feel like Georgia State and Cincinnati are a replica of each other. They're very well-coached, tough, hard-nosed players. Um, I think that's going to be a great game to watch. You know, we always pick the seeds that are like 12, 13, 14. Mm -hmm. What about the 10 seed? Butler. You can't oh man, I love Butler. Butler. I, I know love it's not Butler. Your Brad Stevens, Gordon Hayward, Butler teams, but they always make that deep run. Uh, Laval Jordan has his team playing well, um, and you know uh, Kellen Martin, uh, awesome. You know he big wins. They they balled out against Ohio State. They have an upset win against Villanova. You know this is a team that can you know beat Arkansas first round, and then who's their next matchup? It's uh, I- Purdue or Purdue. Uh, 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 Cal State Fullerton, but I think obviously it could be Purdue. Yeah. They can upset Purdue. That's a team like Butler plays a style of upset style basketball. They, they're not, they're fearless. No matter and what it's, they're playing, they're fearless and they're going to go in and play play 100%. I think they can upset. I think they get the Sweet 16. It's, I don't know if they can. Mm-hmm. Well, go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say it's funny that you mentioned Butler because I do have them beating Arkansas and Purdue. Okay, I have. I have. <laughs> I was gonna. Yeah. I was gonna say like, uh, you seem like you're agreeing with me quite 100%. well. One hundred percent. I have him in my sweet sixteen. Yeah, for that. They're for the second. same reasons that you just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, because they can, if they can slow it down or even speed it up, they can play some different style basketball. Like that, Kellen Martin, awesome player for them. Um, and the the fact that if they can up beat a team like Villanova, they're fearless. They're going against. Uh, Purdue, who I think if, if they get to the second match, then Purdue has a pretty good team as well. Obviously, in the Big Ten, they do, of uh, course. Six, but 
you you think they can go in like that? You think you think Butler can make that second weekend run? We've seen them do it. That's the thing. Like you mentioned earlier, yeah. like there's teams like Stephen F. Austin. Butler is another one. We've seen them do it. Like they're fearless. They've been there before. And, you know, it's not your prototypical Butler team, obviously, but you know yeah. that they're going to come into the game well coached. They're going to come into the game fearless, and they're going to do what it takes to win. They're gonna, if they have to slow the game down, they mm-hmm. can slow it down. If they need to speed up the pace, they can also do that as well. And and they've had mm-hmm. they have big wins this year. So yeah, um, I was going to ask you real quick to not to take away from this topic, but who do you think has the easiest path as a one seed? Um, let me tell you right now. I think you got it's Kansas in the Midwest. You have Xavier in the West, and then when you go up to the South, it's Virginia. And then you have Villanova. Well, okay, I'll tell you right now. Kansas definitely does it because they have Duke in their bracket and they have Michigan State. So eliminate them right off the yep. bat. Um, mm-hmm. Xavier, they have Michigan, UNC. Um, Florida State can even beat Xavier in the second round. So wow. I don't think they do. You Virginia obviously doesn't. They have Arizona. They have Kentucky. Um, Tennessee's in their bracket who's tough. Nevada, who's one of the teams I have my eye out on. I've mentioned to you earlier, I think they're really good this year. They have those two twin transfers that are both beasts. Um, mm-hmm. I think Villanova has the easiest route to the finals. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's wow. the, the two-seed well, is yeah. Purdue in their bracket. Um, the three-seed is Texas Tech. I think Nova has the easiest route to, to the final four. Yeah, I was debating between Nova and Virginia, but Virginia, I mean, they're slow it down style. If they get it against a team like a, a, a UK or Arizona – yeah, I don't know how much it's going to work. Exactly, uh, because, like, when you, and I mean, you... The thing is, the thing is with Virginia is their two-seed, who is their second-best competition, is Cincinnati, who can potentially get bracket busted in the first round. Um, so they're another team. I would say – I would agree with you. I'd say Villanova. Yeah, I mean, the, again, the only reason I wouldn't say Virginia is solely off yeah. one team and one player, Arizona and DeAndre Ayton. Because they, they could do whatever yeah. they want. If they just throw the ball down low to that guy, he's literally just going to do whatever yeah. he wants. Their defense is going to start to collapse because they're really good at guarding perimeter players. So when you mm-hmm. face someone like DeAndre Ayton and he collapses your defense and you got to start helping, then it opens up the floor for all the shooters. Alonzo Trier, um, mm-hmm. who averages almost 20 points a game. Raul Alkins. So both of those guys are going to get drafted. Yeah. They have great guard play. They have a monster big man. They have a veteran point guard in Pierre Jackson Cartwright. Um, they have another big, big man. I forgot his name. Some international guy. They have a real. I think a starting five. They're the most talented team in the in the country this year. Wow. Yeah, I'm high uh, on Arizona. I mean, I'm high. That's. I mean, I, can you like? Can you? Uh, I can't blame you. Can you blame yourself? No. I mean, no. we have one of the best players in the country. You're supposed to be the number one overall pick. It's it's hard to go against a team like that. Yeah. Uh, but we've seen it before in the past. Uh, you've seen a team like Kansas when they had Wiggins and Embiid losing early so that is true but i i do think see the thing is with with that team there i i wasn't high on them as everyone else because of what really? because of andrew wiggins and i've had the same criticism i've had against them i still have it now the guy shies away for as good as he is and as athletic as he is there like he goes through stretches of 10 minutes in a game where like you don't even notice that he's on the court he's like awesome he's just like he doesn't do anything you know what I mean? It's like it's yeah. like you're you're too good to just get lost. And and I think with Arizona, with the way Aiton plays, I mean he's gonna demand you to to double team. He's gonna demand it. Well, yeah, true. You get what I mean? True. So and and the funny thing is, back to that quick little thing, little tidbit on that uh, Kansas squad. I believe it was 2014. Um, 
Only person who would take Embiid over Wiggins in that draft, Skip Bayless. I give him credit for that. And he was Skip Bayless was the same guy that also said Steph Curry should have been the number one pick over Blake Griffin, and everyone thought he was crazy. So yeah. as, as crazy as he is, <laughs> yeah. he's yeah. made a couple of good calls. I'm not going to lie. He has some good points sometimes. Yeah, he does. Exactly. Yeah. So those are some of the yeah. So those are some of the players and or the the teams that could potentially bust your bracket. Definitely. So let's move on. Let's talk about. I this is I think going to be an interesting topic. Some strategies because obviously I mean it's like taking strategy for me on this is not the best thing because I my bracket stinks every year um, because of how crazy <laughs> the bracket is. But some yeah. do's and don'ts when you're when you're filling out your bracket, your work bracket, or brackets with your friends. Mm-hmm. Like, what are some of the things that you think everyone should do when filling out a bracket and every everyone shouldn't do when filling out a bracket. So for me, I've seen it all. You know, I've seen people who just blindly pick. I've seen people who pick because of the logo or the mascot. <laughs> exactly. I've seen people just pick the higher seed because it's this quote unquote safest pick. Uh, the do's and don'ts. If I want to start with the don't, uh, don't go ahead. All number one seed as your final four. A hundred percent. No matter how easy, like, you know, when you're filling it out, you're like, hmm, you're doing like a math equation somewhat. You're like, okay, carry the two. Okay, this, this, this. <laughs> how did I have all number one? Like, no, just don't do that. No matter how, how tempting, tempted you are, don't put all number one seeds in your final four. I agree with that. So my don't, one of my don'ts, and we see this happen every year because there's some guy that wants to be the guy that finally gets, gets it right and picks a 16 seed over a one seed. There, you know there's always that one guy. Do not do that because yeah. it's not going to happen. Absolutely. No 16 yeah. seed is going to win this year, and I don't know when it will happen, but it's not going to happen this year. So that's definitely yeah. don't do it. Yeah. Uh, another don't – don't have too many upsets. And that's another thing. Like, I love That's interesting, upsets. yeah. Uh, when I pick them, of course, because when I don't, I get mad and I want to throw something at the TV. But mm-hmm. um, I – you can't have too many upsets. Like, you, yeah, have your one, like, 14 over three. But don't have like three of them, and don't have like all like like at, like a one or one or two fifteen over twos. You really got to think about a fifteen over two before you put it. You got to have some balls to put fifteen over two. You really do. You no, you do. You're you're completely right. Yeah. And to to, to kind of bounce off that, don't pick a number five seed to win it all. I mean, well, I think that's. I feel like that's such an obvious yeah. one because I mean, twelve five is like the the most common upset. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think a number five has ever won the championship, and I don't think it's going to happen this year either. Um, West Virginia is a five. Kentucky's a, Kentucky's scary actually because yeah, they have, that's a scary five seed. Like I don't think Ohio State's going to last at a five seed. Ohio State's not going to last at a five seed. The other five seed is Clemson, who I, there's no chance. If anyone has a sh- yeah. a chance, it's Kentucky just because they have the talent. They have the five star yeah. players. Um, but I would recommend not picking a five seed to win it all. You, wait, you're not rolling with Huggins and company no. on the full court press on the diamond on the press Virginia. You know, I love that. I love the way they play. But when they, I mean, they go through stretches of like ten to twelve minutes where they can literally not make a damn basket. And I've seen it happen way too many times with them. And when a team is hitting perimeter shots on them, they start to kind of lack on their defense because they're starting to try to play mm-hmm. up and catch up, and they're not good at scoring the ball. But that defense yeah. can carry them a long way because. It's honestly, it's it's frustrating. It's it's intense. It makes teams like claustrophobic. Yeah. They don't know what to do sometimes. So, but I that, I that wouldn't pick. Again. I wouldn't. Scary man. They're scary, but I wouldn't. Again, I I don't think any of these five seeds, besides maybe Kentucky, has even a slight chance to win it all. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at West Virginia slightly. I'm sorry, just to take away from this. Javon <laughs> Carter and Daxter Miles. I mean, those they're guys. Both they're both monsters. They're seniors. They're bullies. They made Trey Young look, uh, man. Like I mean, Javon so Carter does that to a lot like, of players. He looks like a grown man, for God's sake. Like, at that guard position. Like, he looks like he's been an like, eight-year vet in the league. Um, and then uh, Conte, who is their sophomore. Have you seen uh, him? Who, my goodness. Dude, this he has guy. 110 blocks on the year. And he's probably, like, if I, if I were to take a shot blocker, he's probably top five shot blocker of the nation, I'd say. I think Mo he's... Bamba, obviously from Texas, who we are sleeping on as well in this tournament. Uh, that, that is DeAndre true. Of I don't know how good of a shot blocker and rim protector DeAndre Ayton is. He looks like he should be one. Um, but this guy from West Virginia, man, this guy's all over the place. Lengthy and rangy. He can just go and he snatches it. Dude, he... I mean, I've seen him block shots with his left hand. I've seen him block shots with his right hand. I've seen him block dunks with two hands. Like he, he, like he. If it's anywhere around him, he gets to it. Yeah. Like he That's gets fun. to it, man. I think I, he's I like the second leading block shot blocker in the nation. To be honest with you. Oh, behind Bamba. Um, I don't think. I don't think Bamba's. No, no. I think I know Bamba's up there. Obviously, um, let me tell you right now because I'm kind of interested in knowing. I think yeah, the guy actually, that he lays... had more blocks than Bamba. He had more blocks. He... Mo Bamba had 108. This guy had, I think, one, uh, 110. Wow. Um, let me tell you right now. Hold on. So the leading shot blocker is actually he's from. Let me see. He's from Marshall. I knew it. Yeah, he's from Marshall. He averages 4.3 blocks. Bamba second. Oh my goodness. Per... Yeah. So this guy from Marshall averages four point three blocks. He puts up fifteen and eight. This is the guy I was talking about. Oh my goodness! Yeah, edged in Pinava or something. Um, fifteen and eight, four point three blocks. Bamba second at three point eight, and then Kanate is third. Um, so I mean, Kanate can literally change an entire game. Like he can make yeah. people not want to ever go in the paint. Like he's a monster, and he's yeah. built like a tank too. Like. Yeah, he's not lanky. Like he's he's lanky, but he's built like a tank. Like Bombo yeah. is just skinny. This That's guy what I'm saying. Like he's, lang- he's rangy. Like he might be. Yeah, he's muscular. He's much more muscular, but he still has that length that can disrupt mm-hmm. any kind of shot in the area. Yeah, definitely. Um, what are some do's that you should oh, do when filling out a bracket? Um, you know, obviously you want to ride out a number one seed for a little bit, depending on the second round matchup. Um, you know, when they're playing, if you're playing like a dangerous one to eight, you know, still kind of ride out the one, but. Have at least this is my thing. I have at least two 12 over five mat uh, upsets every year. Um, every year, and it's always it's kind of worked to my favor. I mean, the highest finish I had in a pool once was probably like second place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, what I mean, it's really hard to win a bracket. Um, but I of always course. do at least two. Uh, the eight over nine is kind of like a coin flip. That 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 screws me up every single year. Yeah, every year. Like, they're so evenly matched. It's I know. Ridiculous. And like, unless you're like, like I said, a couple years ago when Kentucky made it, they were an eight seed. Uh, that's a team like, okay, let me ride this out. Or like a UConn that was like an eight seed, uh, you mm-hmm. know, getting me an upset. But, um, you know, the eight over nine is a kind of a coin flip. Seven over 10 is obviously tough. But uh, the play-in game. My, my thing about the play-in game is for the do. If you pick the winner – of the playing game for one of the sides for the 11 seed, have that as an upset as well, beating the six. Yeah, and I agree because momentum. My thing is momentum. Momentum yeah. can change games like no other. You hit a big three in a game, what happens? Shift. The crowd like, goes crazy. 
teams like this who win a game that have a chip on their shoulder, they're going to want to play even harder when they're playing a team. Like, okay, they think they're better than us. All right, let's, let's, let's run them. Let's show them what an 11 seed's about. So we can, they can do that. That's, that's my theory of that. That's another do for me. So to kind of jump off what you just said about the playing games, I think, I think if I'm not mistaken, that they brought this in in 2011, a playing okay. game. And since then, one of the teams that won the playoff game, playing game, I'm sorry, has also won their second round matchup. Oh, uh, yeah, because they have an extra game on their schedule. Yeah, it's technically their second round. Exactly. Yeah. It's technically their second round, but I'm saying they've won their playing game and then the matchup after. So it happens almost every year since um, mm-hmm. they've brought in. I mean, we saw Dayton do it. I think it was uh, a couple of years ago they did it. Um, they made yeah. it to the, to the Sweet 16, but yeah. I definitely agree with you on that. Um, yeah. Another obvious do when you're filling out a bracket, pick at least one non-top seed in your Final Four. Again, like yeah, you mentioned it earlier, don't yeah. have all, all four number don't ones. Don't have all it's number one happen. It, it's so rare. Um, it's so. It's rare. happened one time actually, and ever, okay, and it was in two thousand eight. Like exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. So pick, yeah. don't pick all number one seeds. Um, I like also, um, if you're kind of struggling, like like let's say a matchup where it's like a, like a like a eight nine five twelve whatever it is, at the end of the day, look at uh the coaches. If you know the coach, mm-hmm. like let's say like a Shaka Smart at Texas, Greg Marshall. And I all agree. the obvious ones, like the Izzos mm-hmm. and the Shashevskis, you kind of ride with the coach because they've been in that situation before. They have the experience. They know what the big uh, stage is like. So always ride with the known coach as well. Occasionally, you get a team like a CJ or a guy like a CJ McCollum who just absolutely obliterates Duke. But hundred percent, exactly. Um, I think you have to pick at least one major upset and. I don't really consider a 12-5 a major upset because I think a lot of the 12 seeds almost every year are pretty damn good teams. It's just a lot of people haven't seen them play on TV. Um, oh, yeah. So it's considered an upset by seeding, but I think the 12, the 12 seeds are good. Like South Dakota State is good. If you haven't seen Mike Don play, you wouldn't know that he they're good. Yeah. Um, New yeah. Mexico State, very well-coached team. They're good. Um, mm-hmm. Davidson, we know Davidson's pretty much good every single year, and they're on the verge of making the tournament every year. They're well-coached. But I think look at the thirteen, the thirteen four matchups. Um, I know in the last, mm-hmm. I think it was in the last about uh, ten NCAA tournaments. Nine of the last ten, a twelve or a thirteen have made it. Obviously, most of the times a twelve, but a thirteen has made it. Mm-hmm. I think half of those times. Yeah, um, and they make deep runs too. That's the thing. Like once you get the ball rolling, once they get that first game off their chest, the confidence that's instilled in these guys is through the roof. Exactly. They feel like they can take on the world. You know, you want to bring in anybody, bring it on. Like we're gonna, we're gonna win. So that's that's what I'm looking at when when a team like a 12 or 13 wins. You know, yeah. try to ha- advance them a little bit. You know, you ha- I mean, it's, it, that's what I'm saying. You have to play around with this. You can't be safe, pretty much, because when you start yeah. thinking safe picks, your bracket's gonna be completely done. And that's why I looked at Marshall as that 13-4 upset. Um, yeah, beating yeah. Wichita. As much as I don't want to do it, because I like Wichita. Um, I like them every year, but just Marshall, there's th- something intrigued me about the fact that Dan Tony's brother yeah. coaches them. They ch- yeah. <laughs> they launch a bunch of threes like the Rockets do. So if they get yeah. hot, like, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? You're playing catch up yeah. and, and it's, it, that's a team that I think could, could win a game or two in the yeah. tournament. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously a, 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 a don't would be picking your favorite team. I'd say like if I'm a hardcore Duke fan, 
you want to ride with them until they die, obviously. But of course. Sometimes you want, you want to eliminate them in the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight. I know? mean, we've we've seen Duke and plenty of times lose early in the tournament to some teams yeah. that they should not lose to. to Mercer, like Mercer, I mean, Lehigh, Mercer, yeah. the C.J. McCollum yeah. team. Um, yeah. And I think one do, this is also just kind of putting everything in perspective, talking about teams that can bust your bracket. Pick a surprising team in the Elite Eight. You know what I mean? Don't yeah, don't have yeah. all ones, twos, and 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 your elite eight. Um, pick pick a mm-hmm. pick a random team. I mean, you know what's gonna happen. You know, a, yeah. a, maybe a double digit seed is gonna make it to the to the elite eight. Yeah, look at Xavier um, last year. Look at Xavier yeah. last year. Xavier last year lost to Gonzaga, uh, and what were they ranked? Like a were they like ten or eleven? Xavier, was, I'm pretty sure Xavier was a double digit uh, a seed. Yeah, and and were. to be honest with you, I, I have ten or eleven. I have um I have Butler, and you know going. I think, yeah, I have Butler going in my uh, Sweet 16, but I do have him losing to Texas. But, I mean, pick a team. Like, Butler can make it to the Elite Eight. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And it's going to happen. Providence, you never yeah. know. Providence is good, too, man. Like, they have Texas A&M and then UNC. And, honestly, I don't think UNC is that good this year. I really don't. Uh, <laughs> you don't. Okay, so uh, I was going to ask you, actually, about UNC. You know, they're a Chris Jenkins three away from being one of the first teams – I what, since like what UCLA in the seventies to three peat, yeah. You know, like if if they were to, if if Chris Jenkins from Villanova hit, doesn't hit that three, they win the game. That's true. And they won last year. That's then true. This year they're they're like a, a pretty good favorite. They could have been a team to become like a college dynasty. Crazy to think it is. that when you have a team not led by Tyler Hansborough, Ty Lawson, Wayne Ellington, but you have guys like uh, Theo Pinson, Joel uh, Berry, and, it, and Joel Berry. Which who I absolutely love, and I think if he gets into the league, he could be a solid, you know, role player. Um, but you know, that's a, that's another topic. <laughs> another topic. Yeah, exactly, that's another another topic for discussion. But I mean, have you filled out your bracket completely? Or I haven't. I'm still working on it. But you know, I could. You know, do you have? I mean, off the top of your head, like if you were just to shoot it right now, who would be your final four? Oof. All right. Um, you ready for this? Yeah. Okay, let's start with the East region. I'm gonna go uh, Villanova. Okay. I think, uh, you know, they're just the the one of the most complete. They probably are the most teams. complete team. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, top to bomb, Jalen Brunson. Shout out to Stevenson High School, but uh, Jalen Brunson, beast, Spellman, beast, uh, well coached. Yeah. RPI number two RPI, thirteenth straight uh, schedule strength. They they played great opponents all year. Um, they they had thirty wins. I mean, that's a team that it's like a lock. Like you that, I know, I know. You just want to fill it out, but Nova, 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 Nova until Final Four. Um, when you go down to the Midwest, I like Michigan State. I'm mm-hmm. riding with my guy Miles, uh, Miles Bridges. Uh, who's it? Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson, who's like been playing out of his mind man, too. He's, J, the Triple J. He's man, jump, he's, he's he's jumping up draft draft boards too. Lately, yeah, like so. crazy. And they got a, they got a, a pretty good early schedule for the uh, tournament. They got to play Bucknell, and then the winner of the playing game slash TCU. So that's they can get. They're going to be a second weekend team. One hundred percent. If I move on, when I move on, okay. Yes, I did the East. Let's move on to the South. You know, as much as people give a lot of uh, crap to Virginia, I'm not putting them in my Final Four. I got. I'm going to roll with. Man, it's like a roll of a dice. Do I do Kentucky or Arizona? I'm gonna go with UK. You're gonna, gonna go, go with, with UK. Okay. Just, 
the hot hand, man. You, <laughs> the thing is, you have to ride with a hot hand. That's another do, by the way, guys. If you're filling up your bracket, ride with a hot hand. Um, Knox, Gillis Alexander, uh, Vanderbilt, uh, Will Gabriel, Diallo. Players, man. <laughs> Diallo, yeah, they have players and they can play. They have, they're coached by Coach Cal. That's a team I'm going with the Final Four. So I got Kentucky, Nova, uh, Michigan State. And then your West and, region. Yeah, which is kind of like a hodgepodge, like, who am I rolling with? You know, I, I'm down to, you know, deciding, do I do another Big Ten team like Michigan? But I'm going to ride with the Tar Heels. As okay. obvious as that looks and sounds, I know people want to be like, okay, why aren't you going with, you know, a team like Gonzaga? They're hungry from last year. You, you don't – Roy Williams is too good of a coach. Joel Berry is too much of a veteran. I just think mentally they're the strongest team, uh, not only in the West region, but mentally they're the strongest team probably in the country. Uh, I know they had 10 losses, but a lot of those losses were very close. I mean, they had who, – who hit the game winner against – was that Miami? Miami. Hit the game winner. I know it was yeah. Miami. So, yeah. Yeah, so they, they lose games like that. They have a tough schedule every year. I'm going to roll with UNC. Okay, so I'll tell so you UNC, mine. Kentucky, UNC, Kentucky, uh, Nova, and Michigan State. Okay, I'll tell you mine real quick. So from the south, I mean from the east region, Nova. I literally did what you said. I took them and I put them all the way through because I think they're yeah. a lot to get in. I don't think anyone's really going to test them that much in that region. And I just think they're that good. Um, we go down to the Midwest region, same thing. I have Michigan State. I'm going to roll with Izzo. Um, I think he's got a complete team. I think especially the way Jaron Jackson has gotten better over the year, he gives him a whole mm-hmm. new dimension down low. Um, obviously, yeah. you got Miles Bridges. You have um, you got decent shooters. you got Matt McQuay, that guy. He can light it up at any moment. Um, so I'm going Nova, Michigan State. When I go up to the South region, I think you know who I'm rolling with. I have Arizona. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think, I think their starting five is – the best in the country next maybe to Nova, if not better, just because Aiden is that good. Um, so I'm going to roll with him. They're playing well. He's playing better and better every game. Um, so I'm going to go Arizona. And then from my West region, Michigan. So I'm going to have two Big Ten teams. Wow. In. Yeah, I'm having two Big wow. Ten teams. I'm going to have See, Michigan Michigan State. That's, and, and, and that's the thing. I, I really, really, really like Mortiz Wagner. I do it. Yeah, the big German can really shoot it. Uh, he he just he's tough. He's a tough guy, dude. Like he doesn't back down for anyone. He was their leading scorer. Uh, but that's just a team. Like, um, they're they're really well coached and like how they are every year. I've loved Michigan. You know, ever like John Beeline does a great job. A B- you know, Beeline's one of the most like, underrated coaches in the country, yeah, man. He does. Yeah, he does a great job with maximizing what he has. Especially losing like a team like their 2013 team when they had uh, Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway, oh my God, Mitch yeah. McGarry. That was like a loaded team, and they lost a lot of guys. And they still made, and they, they still were good the next year with Zach Irvin. Uh, I believe it was Stauskas still on that team. I think Stauskas might have been still on that team. Um, so they they still had a lot of good talent. Well, you remember? Um, I mean, I think when Wagner great job. when Wagner was like a freshman, he had a, a, a great tournament run. You remember that? It was I think it was a couple of years ago, two years ago, when he came in off the bench yeah. and he just took over the tournament yeah, he, for and, a couple of games. And didn't they have like a Sweet Sixteen run? They, I think they ago? did with him. Yeah, and he was like one of the main reasons. They had Zach Irvin on that team as well. They had Derek Walton Jr. the point guard. Um, they, him. What was that? 
I said, I said he's a he's a pretty good player. I think he's a pretty good. He could become a pretty good NBA player. I don't think teams would shy away from drafting him, but I don't think they would reach for the lottery for the guy. For for Wagner, yeah. No, I don't think they would. The only thing that scares me about Michigan, um, they did win their their tournament, their their conference uh, tournament, and they looked amazing. They had all of the momentum. The only thing that scares me is the fact that they moved the conference tournament a week earlier, and they've had time off. Yeah, so they had get, rest. Get, they had yeah. rest. I feel like if they would have played, if they if their tournament was this past mm-hmm. week and they would have went into the tournament winning it. And started. I think they can ride that momentum all the way and potentially win it all. They have a good team. They have a big man. They have great guards. They have that um, Rockman who's he can light it up at any moment. Um, they have Duncan Robinson who comes off the bench, who's like one of the best shooters in the country. They're well coached, mm-hmm. like you said, John Beeline's John Beeline. You know his team's going to be well coached offensively and defensively. But that's the only thing that mm-hmm. kind of made me second guess that pick is because they've had some time off. But I'm going to roll with. Arizona, Michigan, and then Villanova, Michigan State in my final four. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, so I know it's tournament time. It always kind of brings me back, like to memory lane, uh, with this. You know, I love seeing the highlights. Oh my gosh, the best! Like the little music, <laughs> the and they best. show like the highlights. That's my. That's like probably my favorite thing. They show like you know the Steph Curry taking taking down Georgetown and all that. But like, what were some of your favorite moments? So NCAA tournament, like what always like. Man, this is such a great time. What I mean, honestly, everyone knows I'm a Steph Curry fan. That Davidson run he had. Yeah. That one. Yeah, amazing. Um, Kemba Walkers. Those were two of my yeah, – Oh, th- my God. Those single-handedly were two of my favorite March Madness moments I've probably ever witnessed. Um, yeah. Besides the upsets and stuff, if I had two that off the top of my head that I never forget that, like, I'll go back on YouTube and watch highlights from, it's Steph Curry on Davidson, what he was doing to Georgetown and, and all those teams – and then, I mean, Kemba's was just ridiculous. Like, he – I mean, they won the national championship. He did it all the way from, from the Big East. Yeah, and I actually was – I was one of the few people actually rolled with Kemba as a four seed all the way. I mean, they were – and if you don't remember, uh, they were playing terrible towards the end of the year, and they just turned it on from from the Big yeah. East tournament, and the they East won tournament. all the way through. So, those are my two yeah. favorite, to be honest with you. To be honest with you. I have so many good memories, man. Like – and it's it's funny, like even back in the day, George oh my God. taking out uh, UConn, and everyone's like, "What?" And you know, being like a fourteen-year-old kid, I'm like, "Who is George? Mate? Like, who is this? Like, who is this team?" Um, you know, my favorite team uh, of North Carolina was uh, the Tyler Hansborough, uh, Ty Lawson, Wayne Ellington, just making that run all the way to Detroit and actually beating Michigan State. Yeah, uh, um, that's another one. Um, and then remember Gordon Hayward almost hitting that. Oh my God! In the championship game, was crazy. I mean, the fact that Butler went to back-to-back national championships is like one of the most underrated yeah, things. Mind blowing. That's it, it, like that's how good Brad Stevens is as a freaking coach. Like he did it on the college yeah. level with a yeah. mid-major. He took him to two national championships in a row, and then he lost it. Yeah, it was to Duke and then UConn, and then. Duke UConn, yeah, yeah. It was to Duke. Power, power team. Duke and UConn, and he's at Butler. And then, I mean, he goes to the NBA, and we the rest is history. Look what he's doing now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about a couple others? Jimmer Fredette? I mean, <laughs> from like – 45 feet. From like the moon. Yeah. Um, he was another guy who was fun to watch. And then Trey Burke's personal run. Oh, my run God, to man. The, to the, the game against Kansas. When he hit that three – and he hits the deep three with like eight seconds. Oh my goodness, that guy! That guy was electrifying. 
Um, and then sad one. I know you know you live in Chicago. I live in California. I used to live in Chicago. But uh, Derek Rose, man. Oh, that that was that one was heartbreaking, dude. Just hit the. Yeah, that one was heartbreaking. All of them were just man. They were missing over, and I was like, "Come on, dude!" And then Chalmers hits that three to send to overtime. Then when they took it to overtime, like this game's over. They're they're not gonna win. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are some of my favorite movies, man. Just one random one. I feel like they were extremely yeah. fun to watch was that Florida Gulf Coast team, Dunk City. I think they're in a Yeah, was. Dunk City. Dude, Dunk they City. were ridiculous. Yeah, Dunk City. The Comer, Brett Comer, the point guard, man. He was just throwing lobs, and they were catching everything and just out-athletically beating teams. It, it it's just crazy because it's like every team, like teams that make a run, they have something that they're really good at, right? Maybe three-point shooting defense. You've never seen a team that their best thing is to – Dunk, like you know what I mean, and yeah. they and they like, rode that cool for a couple. Thing. That's really cool, but would it work? Yeah. Like if works. you told me, like, hey, you're playing a team that's really good at dunking, I'd be like, okay, like I'm not scared. What they do is just dunk over yeah. and they literally dunk all over you. Your game, like it was yeah. the craziest thing I've seen. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see a couple, I'm a couple of those this man. year. Um, some storylines. You never know. What if Michael Porter yeah. just goes crazy? I'm excited yeah. for that. What if Trey Young? What if Trey Young proves his worth? Oh, that that's gonna be huge because he's been not terrible, but he's definitely teams have adjusted to him the, the second half of the season. So he's got he's yeah. he might have the most to prove in this tournament yeah. out of anyone. Oh, uh, another guy to watch out for uh, before we uh, exit. Uh, Bama, Colin Sexton, man. Of course, he's Vinny a bull. <laughs> he's a bull. That guy's like Westbrook, bull, man. The Vinny Westbrook, man. He's like Westbrook combined with like Patrick Beverly, like that. His attitude, his swagger, the way he plays, the way he gets in people's faces, clapping in your face, he's clapping. Oh my! He's talking to the he's bench not, like, yeah, that guy, man. I hope, I hope that's a team I want to go far just to watch him as much as I can. If they play Nova second round, I want to see that. I, would, I want to see Jalen Brunson. Oh my God, go that's going to be a crazy matchup. That's gonna, that's like, that's just yeah. like a senior veteran versus like a young, hungry like dog coming at you every yeah. possession dude that guy doesn't stop i know he doesn't stop no that's that's my guy um but yeah to wrap things up man um you know it's gonna be a great tournament and you know during the tournament i'm sure we'll talk about a little more topics as the tournament goes on but it's gonna be fun it's gonna be really fun uh, i can't wait um good conversations man good talks um yep, we'll absolutely. definitely do something Again, towards we'll release something towards maybe the final four. Give our final four picks once it gets there. See how messed up our brackets were when it gets to that point. Yeah, of course. And yeah, that, how much of a fool I look like? Yeah, of course. no, of course. I mean, it's it's bound to happen. I'm look like a biggest idiot, especially listening back to this. Like, oh yeah, Marshall and Marshall's gonna go and lose by 35. But yeah, whatever. It's fun. <laughs> we'll follow it. Yeah. We'll drop some more stuff. We're gonna do these. I mean, absolutely. Try to do these a couple times a week if we can. Um, but we'll keep yeah. everyone updated. We'll post our stuff on Twitter on Ball Diary. And just yeah. let us know what you guys think. Yeah, it was, make sure. Yeah, let us know. Let us know feedback. Um, topics you know, that you guys want to hear us talk about. Yeah. But other than that, man, I got nothing. You got anything to add? Yeah. Uh, have a good night. You too, man. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Absolutely. All right, peace. Take care, brother. You too. All right.